0: Hey, you're listening to the Cancer Fit Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cancer Fit Podcast. This is episode one. My name is John Davis and I'm your host. Uh, this has been a dream of mine for some time now and I finally decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and let one loose, a uh, podcast that is. Uh, like I said, this is episode one. So before we really get into it today, I just want to introduce myself, tell you a little bit about my experience with cancer and why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place. I grew up in Green Castle, Pennsylvania. As a kid, I played uh, just about every sport that the school had to offer. I got into weightlifting right around 12 years of age and that has pretty much consumed most of my free time to date. Uh, I got into powerlifting for a little while and eventually I started personal training. I uh, truly enjoy helping other people, but especially when it comes to weightlifting. Uh, helping people get started uh, or even if you're uh, intermediate or veteran helping you increase your strength or knowledge of of, uh, weightlifting. My experience with cancer the first time I was uh, diagnosed was back in 2014 uh, October of that year. Uh, I had a rather large lump on the right side of my neck and an ultrasound revealed that I actually had five large tumors Uh, within my neck and upper chest cavity uh, turned out to be a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma to be precise, uh, for which I went through uh, six treatments of RCHOP, a tasty little cocktail which from what I read uh, and what I'm told by my doctors is one of the more aggressive chemotherapies that uh, that you can be uh, given. My second experience was uh, most recently November of 2018. I went to my primary physician for a completely unrelated matter uh, and during my visit he discovered another lump on my neck, this one down towards my thyroid, which after scans, needle biopsies and all the tests turned out to be papillary thyroid cancer. Uh, I had surgery February 21st of 2019 for a complete thyroidectomy. Follow-up was the radioactive iodine. The following scan has turned up clear. Uh, So now I'm on the levothyroxine daily pill. My family also has a uh, pretty extensive history of cancer. Uh, My mother had a a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, She passed away in 1999. My father's had two different types of cancer. Prostate cancer when I was very young and uh, most recently a uh, blood type cancer, not leukemia. He has uh, made it through both times. My nephew had a non-Hodgkin's stage 4 lymphoma that he uh, survived. You know, beyond that, friends, family, been around it quite a few times. And it's one of those things that you you don't really want to anticipate, but knowing your family history, you kind of figure one day, sooner or later, it's going to be your time. Well, here I've been through it twice, so... This leads me to why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place. Uh, With my history as far as being into weightlifting and health and fitness and now that I've been through cancer twice, I really wanted to start a podcast that would reach out to those who are going through treatment, you've been diagnosed with the uh, the big C word, now you're going through treatment or you might even be in recovery. And I know all the symptoms, the fatigue, uh, the headaches, the lack of appetite, everything that goes with it. So I wanted to start a podcast that would reach out and give you encouragement to to get up and start movement, exercise. And also, uh, and I know you've heard this probably a thousand times from your doctor, family, and friends, but your hydration, your water intake, drinking plenty of water. Uh, That's something we all know we need to do and we don't. So two of the things I want to talk about today are your water intake and exercise now out of those two i'm going to talk about water first because i truly believe that that is actually the most important thing that you can do for yourself uh, is is increase your water intake you all know that chemotherapy radiation and other treatments will definitely dehydrate you they already compromise your immune system and it can cause water to be drawn out of your organs and tissue and that causes dehydration dehydration which is not good So to start, ask yourself, how much water are you drinking every day? Is it enough? The answer is probably no. I know when I go see my oncologist, he's always drink plenty of water, stay hydrated, but he never really tells me how much. So I imagine your doctor might be very similar. He'll tell you to drink plenty of water, but he doesn't really give you an idea how much you should drink. So how much water do you really drink a day? Uh, Personally, I'm at least a gallon a day, especially if you live where I do, I live in Florida, summers are quite warm and if you're working say in a warehouse or outside obviously your water intake has to increase there are a couple different signs that you can recognize to let you know that you're you're dehydrated or you just need to go drink some water fatigue Uh, i know sometimes i'll get a headache if i don't drink enough water you know the best way to determine if you need more water is when you go to the bathroom look at the color of your urine yes i said it look at your pee and see what color it is If it's a clear to light yellow, you're doing pretty good. Don't stop drinking water, keep on drinking. But the darker your urine, the more water you need to take immediately. So my advice is, first thing in the morning when you wake up, get started. Slam down a good full glass of water, maybe two, and go ahead and get your system hydrated right off the bat. Then you can just do maintenance throughout the day sipping water, and I know a lot of times your doctor will say drink plenty of fluids. That could mean anything. That could mean tea, beer, coffee, juice, whatever. I want you to focus on water. Your system, like I said before, is already compromised because of the chemotherapy or radiation or surgery. So water is the key. Now, of course, I'm not saying don't have a cup of coffee in the morning. Don't have, you know, whatever, your juice, other liquids, I'm not going to specify go ahead and mix them in there but make sure your water intake is taking care of your hydration. I've uh, seen and read of numerous methods that help people uh, make sure they get plenty of water a day. A lot of people will take a gallon jug fill it with water and they'll have little like a sharpie pen they'll put little increments all the way down and they make sure throughout the day every hour every two hours whatever that they're drinking up to the next line or I should say down to the next line. So by the end of the day they have their gallon and they're good to go. Uh, I've read online uh, different things. I was just curious to see what people say about water intake. I've seen the eight by eight, Eight, eight ounce glasses or, or bottles of water throughout the day. That's only about a half a gallon. Personally, I recommend more than that. Now, naturally, I'm not going to tell you to do anything against your doctor's advice or wishes. So, always consult with your doctor. I should have put that out right at the beginning, but I'm saying it now. Always consult with your doctor. But I don't know any doctor on the planet that would argue against drinking more water that's just first and foremost like i said between the two water and exercise water is definitely your most important ally going through treatment and also in recovery and this is also something that you should continue once you're out of out of treatment and recovery once you're pretty much back to normal you should always drink plenty of water throughout the day that's just a given so where does all this water go that I'm telling you to drink, that your doctors telling you to drink, probably your family and friends are telling you to drink? Well, it goes to every cell in your body. All your tissue, your organs need plenty of water to function, especially kidneys that are filtering out all these toxins. Uh, if they don't have enough water to work with, that can cause problems for you down the road. So once again, drink plenty of water throughout the day. First thing in the morning, go ahead and get started slam a glass, a bottle, two bottles right off the bat and go ahead and get your system ready. You gotta realize, however long you sleep at night, six hours, eight hours, give or take, whatever you do, you're going without any food, any water whatsoever. So first thing in the morning, go ahead and get your system kickstarted right off the bat with a good, clean bottle of water or glass of water Uh, If you have tap water and that's not your thing, uh, get a filter. They're pretty inexpensive, and you'll have all the water you need throughout the day. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is exercise, and this is mainly focused at those who really have never been that active. Maybe you've never been to a gym. You never really felt like starting anything, but now that you're going through cancer and you're having all these horrible symptoms, the fatigue, the headache, all that, uh, I highly encourage you to start some type of exercise program. You have several different options. You can join a gym. Very easy to do. And I know for a lot of people that can be a big step to go into a big crowd like that. If that's not your thing, then I would suggest doing stuff in the comfort and privacy of your home. There's many options for that also. I mean, you can just do simple walking, for instance. Just get up, get outside take a walk Uh, now I'm aware I remember from going through chemotherapy that uh, it's not the best thing to be uh, exposed to the Sun for prolonged periods of time if you're going through chemotherapy so there again several different options clothing a hat sunscreen It's not like you're going to be out all day but uh, get out take a walk that's one of the simplest forms of exercise that you can do get the blood going start getting those toxins out of your system now if you're wanting to stay at home and and do your exercise and movement and activity there many options available to you you can just do body weight movements you can invest in some inexpensive equipment like dumbbells kettlebells latex bands all the way up to home gym equipment treadmill workout equipment Um, Pretty much in this day and age, you can have everything shipped right to your house. You don't even have to go to the store. Total Gym, Bowflex, uh, those are two options for you. I'm not endorsing these or promoting these. I'm just saying these are ones that I've seen before uh, that are decent options for you. Starting a home gym piece by piece is relatively easy. You can just add a piece or two as you go. As you progress, add more and more. I mean, it's completely up to you. The trick is going to be finding a set time where you can train every day 30 minutes a day a couple days a week every day is perfect but like I said before always consult your doctor but I don't know of any doctor on the planet that would not tell you unless you have some special circumstance that you should not exercise or get out and walk or or anything like that your other option or one of your other options would be to actually go join a gym they come in all shapes and sizes pretty much Wherever you live, I'm sure you have one or several gyms that are always advertising. Uh, My advice is go in and, and speak to a representative and get a tour and see where you feel comfortable in a gym environment like that. Either way, whether you decide to train at home or join a gym and train, I highly encourage you to do something. Movement and activity and exercise is essential to your transition through treatment, whether it's chemotherapy, radiation, post-surgery, you will feel so much better about yourself. Your self-esteem will be higher. Your energy levels will be higher. You'll process your food better, which is going to help with your, your body weight. You're having a healthy body weight. There's just so many things that go between plenty of water intake and exercising. Those two will be your best allies going through treatment and and into recovery and back to a regular lifestyle, the normal lifestyle that you enjoyed before that horrible disease uh, showed its ugly face. Uh, The only thing I want to add before uh, we end this podcast today, I just want to say the level of activity, the level of exercise, the intensity is going to be entirely up to you. I mean, I highly encourage you to push yourself beyond what you think you can do. As I said before, consult the doctor, but you know better than anybody what you're capable of. So whether you do a light intensity, a medium, or a high intensity is entirely up to you. I know from past experience with chemotherapy that you know the the week of treatment, I wasn't very active at all. I still tried to do a little something. Uh, my treatments were every three weeks, so the first week of treatment, that was not a good week. But the second and third week leading up to the next treatment, I usually felt pretty decent, and I would. Uh, try to do as much as I could so I leave that to you push yourself get yourself through treatment Uh, like I said you're going to feel so much better about yourself there are also many many support groups out there whether you're on Instagram Facebook or in your community there are many many support groups that you can join or be a part of that will encourage you help you through this transition and get you back on your feet again I want to thank you for listening today it's been a pleasure. This is the first episode of what I hope to be many, and most if not all my episodes will be interviews with cancer survivors, uh, most of whom use exercise as part of their therapy and part of the means to get them back on their feet again. I would appreciate any feedback you might have if you did listen and made it through the whole podcast here. My Instagram page is CancerFitPodcast, and I also have a Facebook page, Blue Collar health and fitness Uh, if you'd like to send me a message or my email is bluecollarstrongman at outlook.com any of those three if you want to send me a message leave me some feedback or if you have any questions uh, i'd love to hear them and i could answer them on the next podcast so once again thank you and this is the cancer fit podcast we'll talk to you again soon